CEOs at Canada's largest companies saw a 23% pay increase in 2021. That's a headline that'll grab people's attention. It was the Globe and Mail today, and I was reading that, you know, this is, of course, it's controversial for a lot of people to read that headline, and it's triggering, right? Because income inequity is a concern uh, for a lot of people, and a lot of people are having trouble making ends meet wondering, uh, you know, how they're going to keep up with inflation when their wages aren't going up. And then you read something like this. These are people that get very well compensated, as is, for the job they do. Christopher Chen is a managing director at and a consultant at Compensation Governance Partners. He joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you. Um, so this is really interesting. Uh, th- this... This headline can be interpreted, you know, um, at face value, but I don't think mm-hmm. it should because there's a lot at play here. Can you describe uh, why Canada's largest companies, CEOs, saw a 23% pay increase and why it, it might seem triggering, but when we break it down, it makes a bit of sense? Absolutely. And it sure triggered me. And these are my clients by and large. But still, you don't you don't realize the number until you see it in black and white. So if, if I can walk it back a couple of years, back to uh, 2020, if you all remember what happened in the early days of the pandemic, you know, March and April, how, how what a strange time that was. The, the secret or the fact is that these corporations, they set their targets for their executives, the annual bonus, you know, the annual payment. They set those in January. So they set those numbers back in 2020 on an expectation that they're going to have a normal year. But as we all know, the pandemic came out of nowhere in March and April. It affected everyone's numbers, some positive, some negative. But what it did was create a bit of uncertainty for the management teams of the boards. So going into 2021, again, this is January 2021, you know, vaccines weren't really prevalent. No one really sure, was really sure where the world was going. They set their targets again. And I guess in a, in a very, very human way, Everyone went conservative early in January of 2021. So what happened is we all know by the end of 2021 is most organizations absolutely blew their numbers away. So according to the formula, the algorithm that's supposed to pay out these bonuses, everyone hit their numbers. Everyone did well. That's why you see these extremely large payments for bonuses. Now, there's other components of compensation like base salary and things like stock options which have a different kind of play. But I'll just pause there in terms of, you know, the reality of, of what it, what happened. And, you know, to your point, you mentioned really briefly how this feels for the average person on the street. Well, a lot of what has happened recently, you know, things like war in Ukraine, um, you know, issues with how much money sloshing around in the economy and what the bank's doing with interest rates, that's all pretty recent, right? That's the first half of 2022, so the amounts that we're looking at right now, those are literally last year's performance and last year's number. But the average person is looking at this going, well, hang on, inflation's at 6%. I'm going to the grocery store and I see that there's prices escalating everywhere. So it's not a good look. It's a bad feel, if I can put it that way. Yeah, the optics aren't great. But given the opportunity to push back, stock shareholders said, you know what, you guys did a great job. Pat you on the back. Here you go. And I think if you have stocks in some of these companies, you're pretty happy about what's happened. And, and you're you're happy with the direction that the CEOs are bringing these companies in. It's just that if you don't, you're looking at it and thinking this is absolute. It's it's ridiculous at this time uh, in in in. Uh, in our where we all stand economically. I agree with you. And it's interesting how this disconnect is happening. 
So when you think about who invests in these organizations, right, it's actually us, me and you. I mean, in Canada, unlike other parts of the world like America, there aren't a lot of little investors in these big companies, right? Like we all give our money to someone to invest. Like I give it to a bank, you give it to a, you know, an insurance company, put in a mutual fund, and they invest in our behalf, right? So these are pretty serious institutional investors who manage most of the Canadians' money. Well, when you take a look at what they're after, their objective is to make sure they get a return, right? They make some money for us, so to speak. And if you look at what they're looking at, share price went up a lot in 2021. Companies did really mm-hmm. well. So they're, they're ducky. Like, they're, they're happy. Um, the issue now, of course, is that we're in 2022. I think we all know what's going on with the stock markets, right? <laughs> yeah. They've come off quite a bit. So even the executives in these companies, they're looking at these numbers that were given to them in January and saying, well, that's great. Now I'm front page of a major national newspaper. But the amount you awarded me in January, it's worth half. Right, they're right. even saying so, so. So this wasn't what you what, hard to feel what, sorry what, for them, but still, I hear what you're exactly, saying. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Tiny violins, right? Relatively speaking, right. So they're saying, look, it's not going to go as far because also if it's a stock option, there's some cases where I think Shopify's stock dropped dramatically and, you know, uh, their CEO is being uh, paid in uh, stock options as well as bonus. Yeah, and the, the theory on that one is that those stock options, they're an annual. That that individual probably has seven, eight, nine, ten years to do what he needs to do with that stock option. So in theory, right, it's going to come back or it should come back. If that mm-hmm. person's doing a good job for us as shareholders, right? And I say us being we pretend to own most of what's in Canada, you and I as little individual investors. So that's a longer term time frame. I think the one that really surprised everyone is that annual bonus. The, the amount of, of payment that was made. Now, what will happen this year in terms of setting targets? That's already happened, right? They've already set the targets back in January for 2022. Uh, we, we have no indication as consultants or outsiders as to how hard or how easy those targets are. It'll be next year we're going to have this conversation where we're going to take a look back and say, okay, how realistic were the boards? How realistic were the manage- members of management in setting these amounts, right? It's always backward looking, unfortunately. Sure. And these these amounts, if we are headed towards a recession, they are going to be very hard to uh, forecast. Absolutely. And remember, of course, that, you know, you mentioned you're not crying for these CEOs. So we're speaking now about bonuses. They do have pretty significant annual salaries, right? But those salaries are put in place because you want to retain talent. You need to get the best of the best. So what is going to happen to, as you say, they look at their money right now and they're like, it's not worth as much as I thought it was going to be. Uh, What does this mean for talent in Canada? Oh, great question. So when I think about the executive and the executive executive suite, right, if they feel they're not being paid, um, there are a lot of organizations, recruiters who will give them a call and uh, ask them to willing to look at other opportunities. It really depends on their sector and who else is in that market. So, for example, if everybody's down, right, in their particular part of that market, let's say it's automotive or mining, well, there's not really anywhere else you're going to jump to, right, because it's all the same boat. But if there are a few companies that are doing exceptionally well relative to others, that's probably where you think they would want to move, right? So I think in, in terms of what that means for the market for executives, um, the market for executives' point, they're probably going to wait hold and see what's going to happen for the rest of 2022. Again, none of us have any visibility in how the economy is going to go. Uh, in terms of the larger labor market in Canada, um, as, as, I, as I've read and I've seen with my clients, it's a pretty hot labor market out there. <laughs> there's, um, there's a lot, there's quite a few jobs and in certain areas, there aren't enough people to do them. 
So, uh, again, uh, we'll see if that moderates over the course of the back half of the year, depending how inflation goes. But, again, I don't think anyone can prognosticate that with any certainty. Yeah, nobody wants to give up their co- their compensation. But when we read and that we're talking to Christopher Chen, a managing director at Consultant Compensation Governance Partners, about CEOs in the Global Mail story that uh, Canada's largest company saw a 23% pay increase for their CEOs in 2021. And, you know, the conversation does lead to, as I mentioned off the top, income in- inequity. You know, no one wants to lose their money, but... Is there a point where the CEOs have to say, you know, enough is enough. We've got to start paying our employees enough to retain them as well, because we don't have our workforce. I'm not going to make my bonus. I'm not going to make my target. So where's the balance and how hard is that going to be uh, to find in this recipe? And do CEOs have anything to do with it? Because, I mean, I'm not a business person. I'm a talker. So, so, um. I think that you are absolutely right about your observation about the CEOs and the CEOs have almost complete responsibility for determining that compensation. The boards don't tend to get as involved in the compensation of the rank and file person. They tend to get involved with the executive. So the CEOs can make a decision to move compensation for everyone in the organization. And I know that there are a few large organizations who've done, you know, across the board increases. So I think the major banks, have actually given some significant pay increases this year, 3 4% to literally everyone in the rank and file because they know the wage pressures are so intense. Um, and that's just a function of inflation. I mean, think about it. If you are looking at 6% inflation and your compensation is going up, your base salary is going up 2 or 3% a year, that's not tough math, right? You're falling behind just trying to buy pasta, right, mm-hmm. every single year. So you, you may, and this is a dirty word for most economists, you know, that whole wage price spiral where everyone's expecting every year, I need to get my 6% pay increase, right? Why? Right. Inflation at 6%. So I don't think that corporations can ignore that because their they're, they're people are going to say, you need to pay me more for me just to keep up with where I was last year. Uh, and that's a dangerous place to be. But again, I'm always hopeful that inflation moderates by the back half of the year. But uh, again, if it doesn't, you're, you're going to see pressure. And CEOs are going to have to make the decision, along with their management teams, to increase compensation. What does that mean for us? Well, that's just more cost in the system, right? Right. People get paid. Um, these people do things. They make things. Where does that cost go? Does it get passed along into the products and services we all use on a daily basis? Sure. Yes, it will. So then the wage price spiral starts going again. So it's a, it's a vicious it's cycle. Interesting. Absolutely. And I think, and again, I'm not an economist, mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons you're seeing the, the major banks across the world really try to step on inflation as hard as possible by raising interest rates. We'll see what that does. <laughs> we'll see what that does, right, to the average consumer. Right? Yeah. Before I let you go, I want to ask about Galen Weston, because he's on here as well. He did really well. We know Loblaws hit, I think, their first quarter. They were um, much higher than forecasted as as far as profits uh, went. But he, it's a family business. So is he the CEO most likely to say, oh, well, you know what, um, my bonus will be... Uh, I'll, I'll share the love, or is that me just hoping against hope that, you know, he would look at the optics of that and, and see that, you know, his clients are finding it hard to feed their families and his uh, workers might want a little bit of a pay bump. Interesting. I won't pick on Galen in particular, 
Um, but I will say that when we deal with um, organizations that have, you know, family-influenced businesses where they, they tend to have most of the voting control of the organization, it's a family membership, they, they do think about the public and especially shareholders because people from the outside own their shares. Now, I know that there were some measures taken during the pandemic to increase the pay of frontline workers and the major grocers. Um, I think those measures came off. It'll be interesting to see if conversations like this, how they trickle back uh, to executives and CEOs for family-run or family-controlled businesses, and whether there's any moderation over the course of the year, especially for next year's compensation. Because we can't forget that these bonuses that we're speaking about, every single year they're paid, right? The mm. boards all have the discretion to vary these bonuses. So if you think back to some of the bad times, they have the discretion to raise those bonuses if they feel they need to keep their executive. You know, what you, what you mentioned a few minutes ago, which is, hey, what if everyone wants to leave? Well, they have the discretion to raise the amounts up. Well, it goes both ways. It's symmetrical. They have the ability also to decrease the bonuses if they think they're, quote, unquote, egregious, not fair, or it's just right. a matter of a great economy. It wasn't a matter of them meeting their numbers. It's everyone was doing well. Then the threat is talent walking. As you say, those headhunters coming to look. Uh, Christopher, it's been an interesting time. Thank you so much for providing the expertise in this side of the conversation. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. You have a great day. Christopher Chen is Managing Director at Consultant Compensation Governance Partners.